the more I think about it, the more I think. Man, oh man, you see, you can find a tool. You have to buy a hammer. You got one right there. But uh, the more I think about it, when I go out to New Mexico, to my land, I don't think I'm going to bring anything. I don't think I want anything on that land except for what comes through natural means. I want to build the cabin with whatever nature provides that's out there, trees or rocks or whatever, mud, I don't know, and live with just like a fire stove instead of propane or anything. Why not use wood for fuel? You're gonna have to get used to it. Tribulation comes, you might not be able to get propane or gas. So that's what I'm gonna do. It just takes a little longer to light the fire, but the, the heat is feels better. I think it's, you know, a lot of these old ways are actually easier than the modern ways. It's a slower pace. I think that's what people need. But we've, we've forgotten what it's like to have a wood fire at the hearth, you know? Fireplaces and all that stuff. All the modern fireplaces are made out of this masonry and it's all very, you know, proper. And most people think, well, I can't build that, it's too hard. But it isn't really hard. You don't have to go and buy cement. There's clay just about everywhere. And you can use that and some grass and stuff mixed together and you can put ashes in it to make it stronger. The Romans used to put uh, a volcanic ash in their cement and they made a really strong cement. Couldn't tell the difference. I'm beginning to think a lot of these ancient buildings were made out of some kind of cement. They use ash. And it turns into a hard rock. You can't tell the difference between rock and and cement. And I know that that's possible. And then when you add age to it, if cement ages, and if it's the right kind of cement, I think it probably is as hard as rock or harder. I mean, there are certainly ways to do it. Wouldn't be surprised. Some of those rocks they built the pyramids with are made out of cement too. We don't know. They claim the Romans invented it. I doubt it. So that's an old trick. You put your campfire ashes in it, in the mix, and it makes it harder. And then you bake it, of course. Which, you know, that seems like a lot of work, but... You can, you know, before you add the boards and all of that, you just have your bricks or whatever that you built, your hut or whatever, then you can start a fire inside the hut and, and bake it that way. And then you can add wood, wood frames and door frames and Things like that. Boy, you can't even have peace. 
I love Alabama, but with all the people in the world and all their big speed boats and everything, you don't have any peace. Even out here, trains and boats going by 90 miles an hour. They're not at peace, these people. They're, they're, they're out for a good time. They're not really out to, they're not out fishing. They're just out racing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's much better fishing if you don't have a, a speedboat. If you just made your own canoe and you just found a stick and got in the, the water and, you know, you feel so much better about fishing and everything when you do it all yourself. I think most of our homes today are way too big. And people got this thing in their head, they wanted to have mansions. And we don't need mansions, it's just a lot of work. Who's got, who's got time to wash seven bathrooms and 14 bedrooms and keep all that up? <clears throat> and especially nowadays, we don't even have big families. We just, most of us, is, most of us are single, sitting around in our mansions, drinking a bottle of whiskey, popping in Cedron or something, I don't know. It's terrible, I don't think people are happy at all. So, we gotta go to New Mexico, guys, that's where we're gonna go. I think it's the last frontier. Idaho is too cold for me. There's a lot of area there in New Mexico where the natives own it. Navajo own a, an area there that's as big as many of the states, bigger than a lot of the states. I want to get in good with the natives there. Of course, they don't trust us, but see, that's the whole thing. I want to explain to them that I don't trust these people either, and we need to band together or we're not going to make it. So, another ant heel made out of tar. <laughs> They'll use anything. Now, I don't know if I'll be opposed to having a piece of plastic or a string or something on my property. It didn't come from nature, but, you know, you know, you might as well use the piece of plastic you find or, or you know, a tarp or something. It might come in handy. I mean, I'm not opposed to to acquiring things, uh, there's a lot of refuse that you could use and turn into a building supplies. But I don't know if I'm gonna go that route or just use natural things. Okay, you see these, um, it's kind of weird, the middle one. Don't get in there, guys, because that, that shifts by itself. Come here, come here. Get out of there, come on, come on down here. Not sure why it would do that on a train like that. I guess that's not what that's for. I don't know. A lot of times you see those other tracks beside, you know, they, they shift to, to turn, to get the train moving in another direction. Definitely use some of these, you find a railroad track anywhere near where 
where you're at, you can find tools, iron tools. You can heat them up and forge them into something else too. Or use them as handles. Oh, sun shining down here, huh? Be a road over there. See, that's the thing. There's too many roads and stuff around here. person could just live anywhere as long as you have your water that's what you need to do is find a place with a little water clean water some kind of trees for shelter you have to have some kind of resource but um, you could just live outside except when it rains or it gets cold so you need a small area where you can go inside when it's cold and you don't need a very large area to keep warm because when it's real cold and you stay indoors you don't need a big area to walk in you just need a place to sit and sleep and cook indoors when it's raining or real cold or snowing um, most of the time you're going to be running around outside your kitchen will be outside you'll have a big bonfire you'll have you can make ovens and stuff chairs and couches and things made out of uh, you know natural things if you had some ducks you can take the down and make pillows or yeah, I suppose you could use chicken I'm definitely getting a bunch of chickens as soon as I get there I'd like to get me a little goat if I could find one but I just I just know and and this is just how I roll I don't worry about anything because everything that I need, the Lord provides for me. And it does that. He'll do that for everybody. I mean, of course, the Lord does that. And why is it that a lot of people are never doing it? They don't have that experience because they haven't tried it. As long as you're looking for support from this world, then you will always be in need. And the government's always giving you these handouts and you're barely making it and you're trying to work and you're a slave and you got nothing because you're trying to keep up this mansion you are all these payments you're paying the, the the stockholders or the banks or, or whatever though the one who financed you in this endeavor that was just an endeavor of greed you lost your family and your fan you know and your friends and everybody got you know greedy and they became gluttons and they all drank up your wine and ate your food and left you and you're sitting there with this mortgage but the best way to live is completely without any ties to anything as a free person and um, yeah if you could find one man and one woman that was willing to live that way completely dependent on the Lord and so you have nothing. So you go someplace and you're standing on 
your own two feet in the middle of a forest and you have nothing, what are you going to do? Well, you don't have nothing. You have all the resources around you. And you look around, there's a rock to sit on, and that's all you need for the moment. And then you say, well, I need shelter when it gets cold. And you look around and you find a cave or uh, some boards and you put them together and you, and you make your little cabin. It's quite simple. And you're comfortable and you don't have anybody to complain to. And you don't have anything to complain about because all you have to do each day is, you know, provide for yourself and your family. Just go fishing or plant some beans or some squash and some onions and a few things like potatoes or whatever and make some you know a lot of people think well I don't want to grow a garden every year how would I do that I'm not a gardener you know a person gets a plant a tree an apple a pear peach plum you know depending on what climate you could get citrus if you were in that area but bananas or something you were really down there in the tropics but Whatever kind of fruit trees will grow in your area and plant them, you can buy them where they're already producing fruit. And uh, you get those trees growing and they, four or five trees will provide you with all the fruit you can eat. Nuts, you can get almonds and walnuts and pecans. Oh, the dogs found some weird thing. And you can live off almonds and nuts and walnuts, pecans and fruit. And then plus you go fishing, you have chicken eggs, you get a lot of chickens, you get a goat, you got your milk. And you can literally harvest lots of different kinds of things that the natives, they would use the yucca, they would use the mesquite, they would use so many different varieties of things that you can just harvest yourself dandelion roots I mean uh, thistle and all kinds of plants that grow elderberries and there's wild grapes growing everywhere out east and, and you, you can you can literally live comfortably and and it's tasty we've just forgotten how to live we literally have forgotten and we've got to do that there's this guy I was just told by my friend Joshua you should go check out Joshua's channel on the Sons of God Ministries he's really the Holy Spirit's upon him and he's he's revealing a lot of stuff about things that we need to know so when the time comes we're all going to go out to New Mexico and build our own little world there outside of this world but he was just telling me about this other guy that i guess has been teaching i don't know where i haven't seen him he's also teaching these things about uh i don't know maybe some of the stuff that santos bonacci teaches and some things that i teach i don't know exactly but he was saying we need to have another council a nicene council because the first two failed <laughs> so as we gather together, as we see the day drawing near, where two or three are gathered together in his name, he'll be there in our midst. And if he chooses to have another council, then we will. But I don't see it that way. I see that we're supposed to gather together and wait upon the Lord. 
and get directions from the Holy Spirit, which is about to be put all over the entire world. I was talking to Joshua the other day about this thing in the Bible where it says the elements shall be intensely hot and the fire shall burn it up. Remember the, the earth that then was, that was destroyed by water? Well, what does water do? Water destroys the outside. It doesn't destroy, it cleanses it, is what it does. So it, none of these destructions have ever been to destroy. Even the very first one, the flood, was only to cleanse. To cleanse. And fire, what does it cleanse? It cleanses right down to the core, right to your heart. It burns up all the dross and the silver comes out pure. So the fire that's about to come down upon this world, it's not going to be a destructive fire. It's going to be a cleansing fire. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says in Joel, everybody will receive it. He'll pour forth his spirit upon all flesh. Even the slaves and the handmaids and the you know, peasants, everybody. Men, women, and child, the rich, the strong, the poor, everybody. But when that time comes, will you be prepared to receive it? Or will you be burned up with the chaff? It's coming soon, friends. Boy, it's noisy. Dog's eating something nasty. Burnt up with the shaft. Not I, says the little red hen. Let's do Maggie. Hmm? Your hair's getting so fluffy. You're gonna be a curly. I think you might have been a sheepdog, your mama or something, or your daddy. Okay. No, don't. Hey, jump up on the phone. Hey, jumping on the phone. And we got another dog over here. What's this one? What's this one? What kind of weirdo is this? Water dog? Hmm? You a water dog? Ow. Buster's only worried about that fish bone down there. Alright guys. Buster's got a little red spot on his forehead. You can only see it when the sun hits it. Just right. Well, head back, guys. Nice.